Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode 109 which is entitled How to Transcend COVID Doom Porn Narratives. So thank you all for joining me for today's particular episode. I hope you're all doing well and thriving during these extremely challenging and uh, crazy times. So the message that I want to get across in today's particular episode of Discerning Consciousness is this idea of how we can, how we can um, thrive uh, in life, in life. Sorry, I should say, whilst um, still taking on board a lot of what can be quite challenging and dark information. A lot of the research that we've been doing um, for almost two years now. Um, it can be quite troubling and um, if we spend too much time um, down these sort of um, rabbit holes and just taking on board shadow if you like just immersing ourselves in the shadow it can be quite difficult um, to remain centered and not fall into anxiety in depression and depression so just as a bit of a background um, of course since the start of last year 2020 we've all been desperate in our search for the truth about COVID-19 with questions around just how deadly is this this alleged virus um, or so-called pandemic because all of us have a natural those of us who love truth and value wisdom we have a natural propensity towards um, a real dis dislike or hatred of being lied to and manipulated um, especially by uh, the government and the authorities. So, we're all, so when COVID-19 first entered uh, the public's consciousness, shall I say, we were already, already kind of um, suspicious <laughs> of what the real agenda was. And um, we'd already um, investigated a lot of the lies and falsehoods and distortions from previous significant events um, from 9-11 um, to school shootings such as Columbine and more broadly to the real reasons why um, wars of all types are fought and who ultimately profits from these wars of course. So I think for a lot of so-called truthers and freedom lovers or whatever title you want to give ourselves um, we had much more of a heads up if you like uh, and an insight as to what may well be going on uh, in closed rooms um, in terms of the so-called COVID-19 pandemic and what national governments from a, a, a around the world, what their real intention, what was the nefarious plot. Uh, as I remember at the time last year, when they started doing things like postponing, um, postponing the Olympics, and the, the European football championships, that's when it, and, and global trade was shutting down. I, that's when it came to my awareness, oh, that they're trying to imprint on the public mind something as significant as a type of, you know, World War One, World War Two, in terms of the psychological impact on the people. That's why I picked up on. So, of course, we were able, so saying, we were able to draw our own conclusions a lot more quickly than, say, the... Um, than the general public who tend to rely on mainstream sources of information. When I say that, I'm not, I'm in no way being condescending or um, 
or being um, what's the word? Not trying to pigeonhole them as uh, the general public as being asleep in any way or being sleepwalkers. But I think we need to do give ourselves a pat on the back in that we were able to, yeah, as I was saying, um, kind of draw a picture of what was really going on. Although I think in the early months we we still had a bit of open mind as to um, the genuine severity of 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 this um, alleged pandemic. Um, as we know, of course, just moving on, there are a lot of um, pitfalls when we look at so-called, um, you know, dark information or doom porn, just to bring it back to the title of this podcast, doom porn narratives, in that um, we don't want to be overwhelmed by too much information. And I know when this first um, first came to my awareness, sort of February, March last year, I was I went to all my favourite researchers and authors and I really did spend many hours trying to get to the truth of what was actually happening with this alleged uh, uh, pandemic. And, um, you know, it's also um, about doing our own research and inquiry as to the legitimacy of claims made within the alternative media. So not just to believe our favourite researchers or, 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 uh, or authors, sorry, I can't get my words out, and to go and corroborate whatever it is that they're saying um, against other sources, which many of them, of course, they say, don't they, in their broadcasts or their writings, you know, don't say, don't take what I'm sharing on face value. So that's another thing that we need to do, which is really important when we're looking at um, dark sources of information. It can be quite, um, quite troubling. And when I mean dark, I'm not saying that in a disempowering way. I mean dark in terms of you know, it might be that we're looking at information that does pertain to some sort of plot to reduce the world's population by several billion. Now, that's very, you know, one thinks of the Georgia Guidestones, of course. But the point that I'm trying to get in today's particular episode of Discerning Consciousness is that it's not to avoid information like that. But I know um, from my own history, it can be really uh, overwhelming because if we read about, um, you know, plots to cull a lot of the world's population and then the next day we we go to the office or we go to work or we meet up with friends and family who might not be interested in any kind of alternative theories as to what's going on it's it's difficult it can be really difficult to function uh in life and you know i know that i still have days where i go down particularly uh doomy doomy um rabbit holes so i i often have to um remind myself so i think it might be instructive if we um we begin by looking let's just look at some type of claims that have been made um some of which are so dark and evil it's it's um it's extremely um to to, to even begin challenging and internalize i should say this type of uh information um and the main sources i used initially were the likes of max egan kind of go to david ike Max Egan at the Crow House and on his BitChute channel. And of course, um, the Truth Seeker website, which I use quite often because there's um, there's a lot of um, a lot of good information on there and alternative um, news articles. Um, so, of course, what we've heard is in terms of masks, uh, claims that they may cause damage to the brain, the psychological um, damage to children 
uh, in schools when they're having to be forced to wear masks, that there may be cancer causing chemicals on the surface of certain types of masks. There may even be traces of traces of COVID-19 on the surface of the little testing probes, the, no, the nasal swabs, and that they may be breaching the brain, the blood brain barrier causing damage to the soft tissue. And of course, with regards to the jabs, um, there are many people that are saying there's going to be a mass die off in the Northern Hemisphere this winter due to damages uh, caused to the immune system, which could cause uh, autoimmune type disorders like AIDS and Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease or CJD, if you prefer. And then there's claims that there's graphene oxide uh, in the jabs and uh, perhaps uh, nanobots, uh, DARPA hydrogel. And then, of course, there's the idea of uh, RNA, RNA spike proteins, which are shedding and causing sickness in us so-called organic humans. There's even claims that people have said they feel like they uh, no longer have a spiritual connection or a spiritual dimension. Excuse me, birds are being rather loud today. <laughs> or um, they feel no uh, connection to God or a higher dimension. Uh, some people have made claims that the jabs make the body magnetic, that spoons stick to their arms and foreheads, or that in some instances they're automatically connecting to a nearby Wi-Fi signal. So the point is, and I could mention literally dozens and dozens of other things which I'm sure um, that, you, 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 that you're aware of, the point is, it's not the, where the ins and outs of these particular claims, some of which um, have more credibility than, than others, and I reserve judgment on, on all of these claims. I'm not saying that they are true or false. Um, like I was just saying, some are certainly more credible than others. But the important point to make and how this relates to the message I'm trying to get across in this particular episode of Discerning Consciousness is in a lot of instances, we don't actually, we can't verify whether these sources of information are true or not. It's very, it's very difficult. And if we just take them on... Um, face value you know we can get we can get consumed by um, anger rage dis, dis, despondency and, and I know it can be really difficult um, the other thing I know with COVID-19 personally and I guess it may well be true for you guys as well is is that because we make it all about us and our personal survival uh, without realizing that in essence we are infinite excuse me we are infinite consciousness and we are not actually the human vessel and I know I, I struggle with this because I am scared of the jab I mean if I was an evolved human soul I guess I wouldn't be and I do struggle with this concept but if we're genuinely walking the spiritual path um, you know towards selfhood sovereignty that really does entail um, letting go of all fears, false evidence appearing real, all of our self-delusions and the, the games that we play ourselves in this process, so-called process of waking up. So I think that's why it's particularly, um, we do feel it very, um, we do feel it very personally when we come across these um, doom poor narratives or um, challenging types of information. And that's why you know, it's because we feel it on a very, on a very, very, very personal level. Um, so, so watch out for that, and um, 
remember that when when you feel that you're getting pulled in just remind that you remind yourselves that you are uh, an eternal being you are infinite consciousness and i know that sounds like new age um new age woo woo nonsense but it is true but by the same token it's very very difficult to to fully integrate because we are here to have a physical experience at the same time but i thought i'd just raise that because uh, it is an important point to make so just um just moving on i don't mean to sound you know overly sensitive um when i say that it can be easy to feel anxious and overwhelmed um because a lot of the information that we like to process at the end of the day we can't shy we can't shy away we can't be like those types of people who go well i never look at anything dark or challenging i'm just a a being of love light and bliss we have to be aware of the manipulations that are going on within the 3d we have to it's important to um yeah to avail ourselves of um that information because at all times of course dare i say <laughs> we need to use discernment this is vitally important uh, it can't be said enough times and i've noticed um i've noticed that the word maybe you have discernment or discerning um it's been used uh, it's become quite quite widely used in a lot of the alternative media in recent years and so i'm feeling quite smug that when mike and i started discerning consciousness that's the <laughs> that's the word that, that we came up with but anyway so the thing is what happens if we take all of these claims at face value it's kind of like dark material without our own individual research without to corroborate these sources of information i think it does depend on our own psychology and individual temperament i mean i have a very sensitive nature and my immune system is very easily overwhelmed so um, it's very easy for me to fall out of balance and fall um, and get into you know lower states of consciousness like fear paranoia anxiety depression which in the past has caused me chronic health problems including insomnia and made it very difficult for me to function in life when i fell down many uh, so-called conspiracy rabbit holes back in the late noughties but I do know that other types of people who are um, more grounded, should I say, and um, kind of uh, perhaps the phrase I'd use is more stoic. They can consume these types of information and detach themselves um, far more, far more easily. And yeah, I was saying I did between 2006 and just a little bit more about my own experiences. Um, I became very unwell. I had repeated absences from work. And uh, I was suffering from a lot of skin problems like uh, eczema and really struggled to function in life, which led to an eventual breakdown in the autumn or fall of 2010, 2010. And literally I was consuming so much dark information and perceiving so many external threats that my body just shut down. So I had six months of just um, being still and I learned to recalibrate my brain and being in order to improve in order to improve my physical health really so when i talk of doom porn i speak from personal experience what i went through was a very powerful and painful process it's not easy to speak about but as i've said in recent months i want you the listeners out there you guys uh, to gain more of an insight um you know to what what i'm about and um, i hope i hope you appreciate my um sincerity because it, it isn't easy um 
you know when we uh, talk about difficult periods that we've we've been through um in life so anyway just moving on um so i've learned since uh, my breakdown in 2010 sorry to adopt a more balanced approach to um dark types of information and i call this um process i call conspiracy realism and i spoke about this process um with my pal Niall Murphy, who has a YouTube channel, please do check it out, called Through an Opaque Lens. Um, so there's a couple of those e episodes on Podomatic, do check them out. And Niall's living in Costa Rica at the moment, so when you watch his uh, videos, um, you'll see some amazing backdrops. So what do I mean by conspiracy realism? It's really about reacting with less emotion when reading, processing and, and absorbing dark challenging information like uh, as in um, there may well be a nefarious plot to massively reduce the world's population that may well be playing out right now we don't know we don't know so when one uh, reacts with less emotion it helps to limit the amount of anger and frustration which is perfectly I mean if you're a normal healthy functioning human being and you read about genocidal plots to reduce the world's population it's perfectly um, uh, justified and normal to react with anger and frustration but ultimately ultimately um, you know this is not a healthy state of being uh, over a sustained period of time and as I'm sure you're aware and as I found out to my cost although it was certainly an incredible learning tool and a motivation for growth and increased self-awareness at its, I mean, really at its core, what I was suffering from, if you like, was a frustration of not knowing the truth. Uh, and it really did send me crazy, ultimately not knowing what was really, re was really happening. And obviously to this day, um, it remains so elusive, doesn't it? Because ultimately we can come up with our theories, we can share them, but we don't know what is the ultimate truth, do we? We don't know what that is. And for, as I say many times on Discerning Consciousness, for the likes of us who are intelligent, sensitive, caring people who, who want to live in a more conscious, just a coherent society, really, and, and to, to stop the madness, um, it's important to understand that there is also a lot of disinformation and misinformation within truth and conspiracy circles in the alternative media. And that does still <laughs> trip me up to this day. I mean, last, where are we now? Yeah, last November, so a year, a year ago in the wake of the US election, presidential election, as I did share on turning consciousness, I did get drawn into, you know, some of these Q narratives. And, and then when Biden was inaugurated in January, the fake president, shall we say, and that went against a lot of what these um, kind of devotees of the Q narrative were sharing the likes of Charlie Ward, Simon Parks, uh, et al, shall we say. <laughs> um, a lot of when that, what well, a lot of their predictions, when they didn't come true, I, I and then I and then and I researched actually the background of these people. I came to the under sorry, it's a dog in the background. I came to the understanding that oh, you know, that we were being lied to, and these people are just new age grifters, really. Um, so, you know, I think all of us can get drawn in. And I think that was because I wanted, you know, it was so obviously um, a stolen election. And, and again, it's just another 
uh, instance of injustice and criminality on the part of the people, the globalists, whatever you want to describe them. And that's an example of how um, we can all we can all get um, we can all get drawn in. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, even though I'm aware of a lot of these processes and psychology, human psychology, and what's happening when we get drawn in, and how we we want to we want to uh, know what's happening and we kind of get attached to those um, like with the Q Brigade who seemed to have the inside trap really and it should sorry I should say inside track and it can become it can become become a trap really so the other important thing um, to consider is with regards to this issue of how to transcend COVID doom porn narratives. As I said earlier, um, I think really we've probably collectively all built a sort of watertight narrative to explain the COVID agenda. I think we all, from really the summits from summer last year, had built our own sort of uh, narrative, um, sort of running counter to the mainstream narrative. And I think all of us reached a point whereby constantly seeking out new sources of information to confirm what we already knew was becoming uh, more and more self-defeating but I know it can be difficult to let go of that desire to constantly search new sources of information new insight what's happening because we're desperate to find out that elusive small bit of killer intel or information that will you know, represent the final piece of the COVID-19 jigsaw puzzle, you know, it'll click into place and it's, aha, I understand now what this fake pandemic is all about. And this was very much uh, the mindset that I had when investigating 9-11. I began investigating 9-11 around about the beginning of 2006, so a long time ago now. And I just kept digging deeper and deeper down until a I dug so deep down that particular rabbit hole, I almost blocked out the sun with my backside of my ass, if you like. And I think my research probably reached a peak when I discovered the work of Dr. Judy Wood, amazing woman, you may or may not have heard of her, and her seminal book called Where Did the Towers Go? And um, yeah, she's taken a hell of a lot of flack over the years, and um, and a lot of, uh, she had to face a lot of... Um, character assassinations um the other point i reached in terms of my 9-11 uh, research was um i became obsessed with these findings of a youtube channel called september clues and this was around about the same time and this was the sort of classic no plane theory uh, this was back when youtube was still in its infancy and video clips were limited to 10 or 15 minutes do you remember that seems like a lifetime ago now doesn't it and I recall one particular video that really gripped me, and it was the nose cone of one of the alleged planes crashing through one of the towers and literally piercing through the exterior of the building. It reminded me of literally like a bar, a knife, uh, a knife uh, striking through, through through butter, and I was transfixed, transfixed by this particular image on the video because it it just it just didn't seem real. It's like, what What the hell? You know, what, what is this about? It's just, you know, as I say, I just kept digging down this particular rabbit hole. And the point I'm making here is that back in 2006, I hadn't learned how to detach myself from the stream of information. 
and the impulse, like I said, to just keep digging and digging and digging until my uh, backside <laughs> blocked out the sun and I had no discernment at all because at all, I was trying to I was trying to find out the ultimate truth with regards to 9-11. Now, if we fast forward 15 years, COVID-19 arrives and luckily I'm in a much better emotional state and I know um, that I need to detach myself from the need to know, as I call it. And I have, but I have to admit that for the first six months or so, I did get dragged into old ways. And uh, while we certainly we don't have to live, as I said at the beginning, we don't have that um, to transcend COVID doom porn and dark material. We don't have to live in denial or or ignorance. I'm I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. The difficulty comes when absorbing all this challenging information. Then we have to live our normal day to day lies within society and um, generally in a world that has no interest in any of the things we find so fascinating and we're just labeled as conspiracy nutters so how do we progress and how do we remain empowered because we can feel really uh, can make us feel crushed and we really need to focus on the new world we want to create so i'm going off at a bit more sort of a philosophical bent here but how do we do that? And it does sound like a bit of a fantasy, doesn't it? But in essence, it begins with ourselves. And I know a lot of people say this, but it does bear repeating. So hear me out. Bear with me. In essence, it begins with ourselves. We need to embody what world we want to see with every fibre of our being. Stop creating more separation and division within society. Obviously, at present, between the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. Because some people are saying, aren't they, that I would never have sex or date someone who's jabbed. Now, I mean, I respect people's opinions and understand why people say that because of issues around shedding, okay? But we need to be careful because if we embody that belief system, then we are creating a, a, a further division within consciousness. And that's that's what the powers that be want, I should say, sorry, the powers that were. Um, and it helps to create two camps within society. And we really, really want to try avoiding that as much as possible so um as much as i still would like to seek my tribe um you know my my kith and kin my kindred spirits i still have to operate within society i have a very very mainstream office job and i have friends who probably think that some of my views are rather strange <laughs> and kooky but i tend not to judge people by their opinions uh, and I'm, I'm again, this is like a psychological trick or technique, if you like, not a trick, technique, yeah, that I'm using more and more, which is understanding that people are not their opinions. And that's symptomatic to have that belief system, if you like, is symptomatic of the old world or the old consciousness in which we are evolving or shifting, moving from. At the same time, I think many of us continue to feel the impulse to escape the craziness of covid times to the rural idyll or a, um you know perhaps maybe even woofing on a woofing farm or just um you know to escape the madness of the urban city suburban landscape but it's a time in history if we relate it to the likes of joseph campbell and the hero's journey where it is about the quarter adventure the call to adventure is very strong right now. We can't just um, we can't just escape, and and often the rural um, idyll is often a very very hard life. The reality of it, and what you'll often find 
I've never lived in an alternative community myself. I've often thought about it, is those types of communities will often flag up our psychological issues and our childhood woundings and tra traumas. So people go there thinking it's going to be like a mini utopia. Uh, one thinks of <laughs> the film The Beach and look what that descended into. Often it can be very difficult and very, very challenging situations. Not, not to put you off if you're thinking of doing that. I'm still half-minded. The problem here in the UK is we don't really have any wilderness left. The rural landscape here in the UK um, is pretty much, um, it's just, is it's so overly managed, I should say, and a lot of the land's owned by rich landowners. It's not like living in Canada, the States and Australia. So my options are, um, are, uh, are very limited but it's very understandable impulse to want to escape especially when we've been demonized by the government and the media and perhaps our friends and um, maybe even members of our family unfortunately but hand on heart I do struggle with this point as I say part of me wants to escape the urban grind into the wilderness and I am lucky that I live here close to the new forest where I'm doing the recording from today but back to Covid as I was saying before, we know the state of play by now. Um, we know that ultimately we can't battle the government and the bureaucrats and the health authorities. And we, and we can't ultimately truly fight back. As I said many times, we need to prepare. And you know what you need to prepare for certain outcomes. But ultimately, you know, we, we, have, to, um, we have to just remain grounded. Uh, because it becomes extremely psychologically draining if we believe that we're going to, you know, stick it to the man, stick it to the government and take them down, it's just not realistic because even soldiers on the front line during wartime, they have time out, don't they? They have time out from battle. So I'm sure you get the point that I'm making here. So what have I, what have I observed since the start of the COVID event, really, um, in terms of COVID doom porn narratives, just to come back to that, um, you know, for many people who are sharing that, I suspect uh, this is a phenomena really that there are quite a lot of so-called new truthers out there. You may share this opinion or you may not. And because they haven't been doing it, perhaps like you guys uh, who may or may not have been doing this sort of type of research for many years, we've kind of already put in the um, we've already put in the work, haven't we? So we we already know. Um, the lie of the land but since COVID there are dare I say it, quite a lot of new people newly um, dare I use the phrase newly awakening people and um, who who can get overwhelmed by doom porn doom porn narratives and uh, yeah so I suspect quite a lot of these people are new to this type of material and it seems there's a certain type of individual also uh, and I used to fall into this trap, so I have to hold my hands up, not you can see my hand, um, that I did almost take delight in the fear and the dread of doom porn narratives. I actually sought out, um, you know, the deepest, darkest information that I could find. And yeah, as I say, I have to hold my hand up and say that's something I used to do. So I think we're all desperate to hear positive news stories about, um, you know, how I think... Yeah, how actually, sorry, what I should say is that I think 
alongside all the doom pool narratives. I think we're just desperate to hear how people have transformed their lives, maybe business owners who've, um, you know, been able to transform their business in spite of all the restrictions. Uh, all those that have had realisations about perhaps they were in a relationship and they've changed that, or perhaps they've remained in the same relationship and they've they've grown, the love has grown for their partner. So, you know, positive stories about expansion and awareness in the midst of all the insane laws and mandates, etc. Because I think all of us by now are just getting a little bit fed up with all the doom porn narratives. We do want to hear, you know, how in spite of all of the restrictions and, and, and in spite of all the craziness, people are able to transform their lives. I think it's important that we hear those stories and narratives, excuse the plane overhead. Because uh, at its core, COVID is teaching all of us, it's given us an amazing lesson about the world we exist in and ourselves and revealing uh, perhaps psychological blind spots that we have. And I know myself, again, we're being, I'm being triggered more than ever before, which can be deeply distressing, but at the same time, it does bring to the surface historic childhood wounding and trauma that needs healing and I think in the coming months and years I've no doubt that the pressure is only going to increase and we're going to have to give up many of our attachments to specific ideologies and belief systems so the question is whether we can rise to the challenge and I feel that simply by focusing on doom porn laden narratives and ideas of a nightmare dystopian future ultimately is not is not really helpful and can be um, extremely self-defeating so I think I'm going to round things up here now by way of just a summary so um, today I've hopefully managed to explain some idea of what I mean by uh, grounded awareness in the, this idea of the pursuit of conspiracy realism in that it doesn't mean we have to stop visiting our favorite websites or their information it's just about having a balanced and healthy attitude to the types of information that we're absorbing. And it's about stepping into the full acceptance of we'll never really know the ultimate truth. And that can be the hardest thing in the world to accept. So I hope, I hope in this episode has proven helpful and informative, as always. And um, I really hope you've managed to take something from today's recording. And as always, um, I really do appreciate your continued support. Uh, so if you've uh, enjoyed what you've listened to today, please do share this particular episode on your own social media platform because it will be good to get my particular um, narrative out there. So once again, thank you all for listening today. I really do appreciate your time and I will speak to you all again very soon. Bye bye for now.